0: Today's episode is brought to you by SightReadingFactory.com. Do you hate teaching sight singing? Do you have a carbon footprint the size of Sasquatch because you run off endless sheets of sight singing examples only to hear your students groan in agony when it's time to sight sing in rehearsal? SightReadingFactory.com is a web-based tool that will compose custom sight reading examples based on specifications that you choose. Your choir will actually enjoy sight singing and so will you. Plus, you will get back hours of your life and finally feel like the choir ninja you were destined to be. If that isn't cool enough, you can add student accounts that link directly to your teacher dashboard so your kids can practice or even take recorded assessments from home. As a sponsor of this show, SightReadingFactory.com has an exclusive deal just for you, Choir Nation. When you purchase their insanely affordable one-year subscription, you will unlock 10 free student accounts just for using the promo code NINJA at checkout. That's NINJA, N-I-N-J-A. So head over to sightreadingfactory.com. That's sightreadingfactory.com. And don't forget to use the promo code NINJA at checkout to unlock your 10 student accounts absolutely free. Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the
1: Choir Ninja is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some time-tested wisdom from the master. Ryan Guth is the Choir
0: Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast, and I am delighted to have with me today Spencer Jones. And Spencer is joining me from Wisconsin, uh, the second Wisconsinite that I have had in the last couple months uh, after John Hughes from the Choir Chat Podcast. So I'm really great to be connecting with somebody that is in a much colder area of the world than I'm in right now, so I don't need to feel like I'm jealous. So Spencer, thank you very much for joining me for the wire ninja podcast
1: hey ryan hey choir nation i'm i'm pumped to be here i'll tell you 14 degrees outside is is just brutal and uh i kind of wish i was down there by you a little bit warmer albuquerque you know it's not 14 degrees there
0: yeah we get a nice swing between like 25 and like 60 during during january february so so i am not complaining in the in the early early to late afternoon so uh so, I
1: almost feel bad for
0: you. Almost. I know, right? But you know, <laughs> I I paid my dues in New Jersey for a very long time with an acre of land, lots of leaves, and a very long driveway with no snowblower. So, so oh, yeah. I feel like I earned this one.
1: Uh, I I'll, I agree with you there. <laughs> So
0: so Spencer, you are, well, first of all, you are an avid podcast listener. You are a member of Choir Nation, which is uh, a group of people that I like to call my audience fans and also a fantastic choir Facebook group. So if you're interested in meeting up with some other people, Choir Nation... Uh, that are in Choir Nation, head on over to Choir Nation on Facebook and check that out. But uh, So I actually hooked up with Spencer on Facebook, and he proposed to me uh, some ideas to stay sane during the festival season with five simple tips. So um, Spencer, the question I have for you is, when did you start getting into the self-improvement lifestyle
1: oh well uh, I got into self-improvement about three years ago really when I started taking over my health and fitness and all that uh, because I realized for me personally if I want to help my students and I want to help them become better and help other people around me become better I need to work on myself first and so really that's that's what started this whole train
0: so did you listen to podcasts, read books? Like what what was the thing that really pulled you in? Uh, what media drew, drew you into self-improvement?
1: Well, actually it was a friend of mine who gave me uh, a CD of a different, of a, a magazine actually, their CD of self-improvement and listening to different interviews and then meeting some more friends. Because of that, they uh, turned me on podcasts and that's where I've been ever since. I've Read books. I'm not a huge reader, to be perfectly honest. I listen to books on tape quite a bit. So uh, it started with books on tape, I guess, with the CD, and then into podcasts. And from then, I've you know, it's grown into listening to some amazing podcasts to really help me grow personally and help my students out. And which led me into uh, Find Your Forte uh, podcast.
0: Awesome. So, now, Choir Nation, if you don't know, Find Your Forte was the podcast that I was doing for over 120 episodes until I changed its name to Choir Ninja. So, uh, that really also does focus, you know, on the journey of the conductor. So, you know, you hear a lot of profiles and autobiography kind of stuff uh, in that podcast and, and... it really shows you that, you know, these great people in the coral world are not all made of porcelain. They had their ups and downs and that kind of stuff as well. So, um, part of that self-improvement, uh, lifestyle is just being, you know, being self-aware and just also realizing that, that you're not alone. And so many great people in this world have, have, have gone through some of the same things you're going through. Um, but they've, they've looked at failure as feedback and have continued to improve. So, um, Let's jump in. Uh, let's jump into this topic. I I, I absolutely love it. Um, so we're talking about the festival season coming up, and so what prompted you to want to talk about staying sane during festival season? <laughs>
1: um, well, I don't I don't know about you. I know the different parts of the country have these different festivals. We have solo and ensemble up here in Wisconsin and areas, and I know there's other big choral festivals down south in the United States, and, and I'm sure you have your own. What prompted me is I see so many conductors and my friends and my colleagues get all riled up, even at concert time where you get so riled up and energized and excited, but to the point where it, it's, it's hard to necessarily manage a classroom and manage your life and take care of everything so that you can put on a really good concert. You're just in too much of a craze uh, to, to really pull it off well. Yeah. So I find that, you know, just having these strategies, Hence, what prompted me to to talk to you about it, was to help people out with it, because I think I found a, a good balance for me personally.
0: And it's crazy because y- you drag your your family and your loved ones into your stress sometimes as a choir director as well. You know, during festival season or like heavy concert season... You know your you know your poor spouse who is like not in music, sometimes has has to bear the brunt of your stress or your children or even just your other classes at school um you know you, you, the time the time that you need to allot for you know your concert choir um, it starts eating into your piano class because you're just, you know, Oh, I got to get this done guys. Just practice on your own. You know, there's like a lot of stuff going on and, and so many people bear the brunt of your stress during festival season. So learning to rein it in somehow, uh, uh, is, sounds fantastic to me. So, so, um, okay, let's, let's go down the five tips and then we can break them down into smaller pieces. So what do we have?
1: Okay, so the five tips are, first, you schedule it, and second, you prep, third, you delegate, fourth, you breathe, you find some me time in there, and last but not least, the fifth one is you get to enjoy it, enjoy that performance.
0: All right, so let's begin with schedule it. I mean, obviously, that's pretty self-explanatory, but... but. What types of, you know, how do you schedule it and what types of tools do you use to make sure that you're, you're staying accountable to your own schedule?
1: Yeah, we hear this a lot, especially if you listen to any kind of personal development, schedule it. So it seems basic, but lay it out for something that works for you. For me personally, I'm a hands-on person. I prefer the pen and paper. I have one of those big year-long calendars in my office where I literally write down every concert. Um, every big like musical rehearsal I have and anything coming up so I can look at that. And then on my phone, I have a schedule as well. So things come up, I can schedule and I have it there. So really it's just laying it out in front of you Uh, and everybody's different. Some people like cramming it all within a couple weeks. I'm one of those people who like, I'll be ridiculously busy. I think most choir directors are ridiculously busy for a couple weeks and there's times where you get to spread it out. So if you schedule it, And something that you can physically see, whether it's on your phone or on a piece of paper or planner or whatever, you're able to to find success because you can see it and you can lay out that pathway of how to have success in your mind.
0: So that year at a glance calendar is like the coolest thing ever. I literally just bought one and it's hanging behind me in my office right now. And that's what I put all of my all of my my interview people on um, for my episodes like this person is going to release on this day that day. It's just so nice to, be able to look up and see what times you have open, what times you need to fill something in. Um, or if, if you, you know, if you have a year at a glance where you can see all your concerts, how many weeks away you are. It just helps you to just put everything in perspective.
1: Exactly. And, and you could do anything you want. If you're a color coding person, you can do that. But and it's not for the details necessarily. You know, at 6 p.m. I do this. No, but it gives you that that really good broad glance of saying, you know, I have this uh, podcast release here. Or I have this concert here. And, and you can see it at a glance really quickly and easily. And you're just able to mentally map it out so much better.
0: Are there particular tasks that you schedule, let's say, like on a weekly basis, like you have an appointment with yourself to do this thing?
1: Um, for me, it kind of comes down to a daily routine, which I have, um, you know, I have my morning routine of working out and doing all that good stuff. And I get to school and my morning routine there is look over this day look over the rest of the week and what's coming up so I can prepare for those individual tasks. So the, the year at a glance is great. So I can see the entire week. Okay. I have musical rehearsals these days. And then if I need to look, More into it, then I go into my daily planner on my phone and I look and say, Okay, I got this and this and this time open, and I just make sure I plan out my day. Um, Sometimes I'll do that the night before, but usually I'm uh, thinking about a day or two ahead of time and making sure I'm set to go.
0: And you know, I guess one other thing that you could add to schedule it is really. Making a regular to-do list, um, you know, just basically wringing the sponge that is your brain and getting it all out on paper because that alone just feels good. So if you if you just take oh, a piece really. take a piece of paper, I like to take a piece of paper, fold it in in, a, in quarters, and right on it. Cause I like the way paper feels with a pen when it's got other pieces of paper underneath it. And then I just put it in my pocket and I pull it out on occasion during the day and say, okay, did I get this thing done? Did I get this thing done? And, um,
1: that's a great way to do it. Yeah. I, I have a notebook that sits on my desk and it will be traveling in my briefcase with me mm-hmm. when I, when I leave that has a to-do list written down anything that I think of, Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I write it down. And then when I have that designated time in my day where I go, okay, I'm going to complete these tasks. Boom, boom, boom. I know what I can do. And it, it, it feels so good crossing it off. Yes. Uh, I'm the same way on paper. I've done it on my phone. I'm not, I just, it doesn't feel as relieving as scratching it out.
0: I love it on paper too. I am like Mr. Google calendar myself, but when it come, <laughs> when it comes to, to those like one-off to do list, the kind of things, folding a piece of of computer paper in quarters and writing it, writing down what I need to do and just, you know, it goes in the car with me and sits in my center console so I can look down and see when I'm at a stoplight, I can look down and see what I'm, (laughs) what I'm doing, what I've done, you know, and it helps me run errands after school and that kind of thing. So just like getting it all out at the beginning of the day, you know, ring that sponge, you'll feel like a lot less stressed and it's a way of really scheduling it because you're sho- you're showing yourself this is what I have to get done today. Let's find time to do it. Um so so great. I think I think the scheduling thing, having having it at a glance um just put to put your time into perspective, getting getting that to-do list out and if you have a daily routine that you can stick to, man, that is even better. Um so all right, what's number 2?
1: So, moving on, uh, number 2 is a prep. So, are are you prepping yourself for the event. Let's, let's just say we're having a concert, right? I have my community concert in less than two weeks now um, from the time we're recording this, at least. And uh, it's, it's a prepping up. Are the students ready? Am I doing everything I can possible for this event to be a success? right? So am I making sure that the students know, uh, you know, the notes, the rhythms, the pitches, but also did I do the prep work beforehand of making sure I know that piece of music, I know it needs to go into it. And that could be for any part of life, not just uh, concerts, right? But that's what we're talking about. But did you prep? Are you prepared for this event? Are you as prepared as you can be to to bring it for that event?
0: Right. So that has to happen like weeks out from the beginning of this season right so if if you're you know we are going to be releasing this episode maybe towards the beginning of festival the very very beginning of festival season so um you need to make sure that that you're doing all of the things now to make the work shorter and more efficient when you when you get to the nitty-gritty stuff
1: exactly if you're prepping it now and you're set mentally you know what you need to do you have your uh, you know the music written on and you understand what mental concept of what you want it to sound like and look like and all that good stuff then when you have your time in front of the kids you can get it done that much uh you know faster and easier because you're able to explain it out you're not there wondering well mm, uh uh and and debating it right then you definitely can make changes there's nothing wrong with that but you already have a plan set up and you know how far you need to make that plan because you scheduled it
0: is there a particular way in which in which you prep is there any tools or software like when you plan how do you how do you plan spencer
1: so for me um i'm one of those people who do my best to get the entire year of music for concerts uh planned before schools let out the year before um which i couldn't do because i moved to a new position this year which I'll be continuing now on. So by end of May, early June, which is when we finish school, I make sure I have all the music set for all my concerts next year. Is that, can that change? Is that willing to go? Sure. But but I have that really solid game plan to, to go. And then about a, a week or two weeks before I introduce the music to the kids, I go through my, every single piece that I'm preparing for the concert and the kids will be getting ready for. And I go through it. I play the parts. I get it all in my head of, uh, you know, the singing parts. And I use my, my colored pencils and I mark, mark my music at, you know, four decrescendo and the different things that I want to bring out, little notes. And I just mentally get the piece in me uh, so that when I'm ready to introduce it with the kids, boom, we're set to rock and roll.
0: Right, you've done the work ahead of time in order to feel like you can approach this piece and confidently, confidently. Yeah. Right, because I feel like sometimes when we get mad at our choir, it's because we don't know the music as well as we should. You know, so like you know, if if, if we get mad at our choir for for be you know singing inaccurately or just not getting it enough, you know, not getting it quickly enough or something like that, we get frustrated, maybe not mad, but just frustrated inside at, at what we're hearing coming back at us. It's because we didn't do the work ourselves uh, to, you know, to, to prep for, for this concert or this piece or whatever. So like you're literally cutting down the amount of time you're going to need to rehearse just by spending more time with the music before before we put it in front of the choir, and and it goes back to our last two episodes, um, especially the last episode uh, of the Choir Ninja podcast with Denise Eaton from Texas, where she talks about how to you know how to break down rehearsal into small chunks um, and learn a piece really efficiently. But in order to do that, you need to focus on the score study aspect of it, which is all part of your prep.
1: Exactly, and that's one thing I, I learned in college. And then when I got out of college, I didn't do that near, nearly as much. And and I realized that my students weren't learning as piece fast. I was getting frustrated, like you said. And so you, it, it's hard. You got to choke that town sometimes and say, you know what, I'm sucking at this at the moment. but I know I can get better. And here's what I'm going to try to do it. And for me, uh, getting that prep ahead of time, knowing that piece of music, and Again, you can change it, but I have that solid game plan to begin with that makes all the difference in the world.
0: So prepping actually the non, prepping the non-musical things actually helps you figure out step number three, which is delegate. So like if you're if you're prepping some of the non-musical aspects of your year or of your season, mm-hmm. you know sort of where your limits are and what things you can give away to other people, right?
1: Oh, exactly, because I already have that game plan. So as you said, it leads right into delegation because I know what I'm capable of and what I have time to do. And there's things that you can delegate. And let's be honest, delegation, if you let go of it, can make your life so much easier because you're not going to be stressing out over, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. The to-do list is great and it definitely helps, but there's things you can delegate. I can almost guarantee that every single one of us has a choir student that would love to help us out and be their choir secretary or whatever you want to call them uh, and have, you know, slaves, probably not the best term, but uh, have them help you out with it. So whether that's, you know, taking attendance, if you want to be down to the nitty gritty um, or looking at the bigger aspects of it, writing, you know, creating your program, doing program notes. Let them get that experience of research and writing. And yes, you'll be there to proof it and and you can help them out and help guide them. But just delegating those tasks makes a huge difference. I know for some of some of the concerts I've put on and big events, competitions and such, I have had students collect all the information from the different schools. They did the research so that well, I can sit down and say, okay, here's a list of the names of the people I need to call, their phone numbers, it's done for me. So that just helped cut down my stress. The kids are happy because they get to help me out, and they get some some fun experiences. The hardest part, and I'll be honest with it, the hardest part is letting it go because you, it's so hard for us to give up control. I know it is for me to, to give up control and let someone else do it maybe a little differently than I would do, but it's going to help you out so much in the long run if you can do it.
0: I will tell you that one thing that I always have a hard time giving up is my concert program. I am a stickler for a beautiful concert program, and uh, (laughs) that is something that I I always have a a very tough time giving up, Um, but I gave up pieces of it. So if you don't want to give up the whole thing, um, you know, there are some uh, collaborative softwares that you can use uh, in order to give, you know, because we're in the cloud era, you can give away pieces of of, of things. Um, you know, for example, I, well, I mean, I'm, this is going to be a shameless plug, but hell, it's my podcast. Um, I do <laughs> I do a whole uh, video uh, that's available on Teachers Pay Teachers or it's available to people that are patrons of my podcast. If you go to patreon.com forward slash find your forte, which is actually my old podcast but that's um, still the same the same patrons there. Uh, there is an, a a video called create amazing concert programs with Canva, C A C-A-N-V-A, N V A, canva.com. And Canva actually allows you to collaborate on on documents for for absolutely nothing. It's totally free. And I make gorgeous concert programs with Carly, my one of my choir managers. Um and she basically, uh, even before they they opened, they started collaboration. She would just log into my account, and she would work on it. I would work on it. She'd work on it, and and, and we could work on it almost simultaneously. And it would be beautiful, um, you know, when we were both done. But it would she would save me hours of text input, and all that kind of stuff. So there's. It's, th- it- Yeah, go ahead.
1: Exactly. That nitty-gritty aspect of it. And I've used Canva, actually, because uh, I heard you talking about it, and now that's something I'm starting to use. But, you know, get the nitty-gritty. If you don't want to give up the whole thing, you're right, don't. Um, Or if you have a hard time, give up the the text input and things like that that they can do to save you that time.
0: Yeah, so there's a – so somebody you you, – mentioned in your your show notes that you sent me for this episode is is Chris Ducker and uh Chris Ducker has a podcast called Youpreneur and uh he's somebody that that I happen to know pretty well and his his big his big thing is um he owns a virtual staffing company out of the Philippines so he finds people you know um Filipino based um or Philippine based virtual assistants uh and one of the things he recommends in his book, he has a book called virtual freedom, uh, that even if you don't ever hire an assistant, um, well, cause obviously not many of us can afford to hire <laughs> a, an assistant for That'll 40 sure hours a week. Budget. <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, I've, I hired one for about six months. And when I first started this show and, uh, it was about $500 a month for, wow. for somebody that worked for me for 40 hours a week. And, and she literally put her kids through school, private school with that money. It's amazing how far the money goes in Philippines, but, um, uh, what he recommends, Chris Tucker, what he recommends in the beginning of his book is write out all of the tasks that you love to do and write out Mm -hmm. all of the tasks that you hate to do and that you could, that you could put, and then you have to write out ones that you could give away. So there are ones that you love to do. There are ones that you hate to do, but you kind of have to do. Um, but of that hate pile, what are ones that you could absolutely give away? Because if if you create, if you create a video on um, on your computer, and I I'm actually gonna get into this uh, with my patrons pretty soon, is uh, cre- creating a screen flow video of how to do certain tasks, so you can hand it over to your choir manager via YouTube in a private link, and then they could just. They could just learn from from you doing it the first time. Mm-hmm. They just watch you doing exactly. it once, and then and then um, then they start taking over that task. So you, there is a training element to, um, you know, to delegating, right? But once you create the training material for that particular task, you never have to create it again. So
1: exactly, and that's that's one of the things that I struggled with the first time was. Well, here, you you should be able to do this, but they don't know it. So you have to train them how. And what I love about the video idea, and I remember Chris talking about that, is if you make it and you post on YouTube or however you want to save it and share it with them, it's done. So when that's, uh, if you have students do it when they graduate or you get a new choir manager in or secretary in, then you just share the video with them again, and they can learn and repeat it and be able to do it the way that you would like because you already have that database. It makes life so much easier, but it is a little bit of work uh, ahead of time. Again, that prepping to help you have success.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, so hopefully, Choir Nation, you got some a couple good ideas out, out of out of delegating. Now, one thing, <laughs> uh, one thing I have my students do is set up. Well, they do attendance for me, but they also set up my computer um, at the beginning of class with my my smartboard, and because I have a laptop and I have a rollable smartboard, and because one of the first wow. things we do is sight reading factory. Every single class, with every class, we do Sight Reading Factory. Uh, Now, they do happen to be the sponsor of this podcast, but they wouldn't be the sponsor unless I used them myself. And um, at the time of this recording, uh, Sight Reading Factory is dirt cheap. For a teacher, one-year membership, it should be worth – it's worth ten times what I paid for it. Um, And uh, so just just so you know, Choir Nation – Sight Reading Factory is something that you should use. Uh, you should support them because they support this podcast. But if for no other reason, it will literally become your favorite part of the, of your rehearsal because um, it makes sight reading awesome to teach. Uh, so that's another thing you can I do is you can delegate us. somebody to set up your sight reading factory every day for class. <laughs> that's what I would do. That's what I would do.
1: Well, I don't know how many of us hate the sight reading aspect of it or struggled and maybe we don't hate it. That's a strong word, but maybe uh, we dislike it. Right. I struggle with it and you know, I'm a composer. I arrange music. I can throw out a melody anytime, but from what you were saying, what this program can do, uh, it's just incredible. And I'm excited to get it started with my students.
0: I can't. Yes. I, you know what? I, I, I can't go back to the days where I was, going back and forth in the copy room because I had to write out examples in the key of E flat. Cause we were doing something in the key of E flat and I had to go to printable staff org, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, and yeah. I'm so done. And this thing composes based on composes sight reading examples based on my specifications and it's brilliant. So, awesome. um, so yeah, Choir Nation can get 10 free student accounts with, their, with the purchase of their own teacher account if they enter the promo code NINJA at checkout. So uh, head over there, check it out. Got to plug the sponsor. Um, but So when you're done your sight reading for the day and you're done your rehearsal, then we have to move on to step four.
1: Right. So step four, and this is a crazy one that a lot of us struggle with, is breathe. Find that time for you. So uh, this probably is not the time that or the, the step you want to do in front of your students, although you should definitely share it with them, uh, you know, if it's all appropriate. But sh- uh, breathe, relax. You If you scheduled it and you have it set, if you have done, if you have done, I can't talk tonight, if you have done the prep work and, and you're set with it and you're helping yourself, Uh, relieve your stress and relieve that to do pile, make that smaller by delegating, find time to breathe. We get so stressed out. And this is really one of the biggest things for festival season is we get so wrapped up. We get so anxious and so excited and just get a little crazy with all the things that are happening. Find time to breathe. So this could be something as easy as just, if you want, you can close your eyes and breathe for 60 seconds. It could be as simple as that and just let everything out and just let your mind wander, not stress about life, or it could be, you know, bigger than that. You can take, you know, a night if you, with your significant other, go out on the town and don't think about school. What a crazy concept, um, or a weekend away or anything like that. Just take time for you because your kids wouldn't be where they are, you know, wherever they are without you. Right, So if you're putting them in the right path and you're getting them to this festival and you're pushing them as hard as they can go so they can be the best they can be, that's a lot of stress on you. You have to make sure you keep yourself happy and healthy and all that so that you can make sure they're the best they can be. So take the time and breathe. Relax. It's going to be okay.
0: That's awesome. And you know what? I, there is a, a couple things. I've, I did this at the beginning of the year this year because I really started getting into mindfulness meditation. Um I use a couple different apps on my phone, uh, and some, even some some free mindfulness meditations that I found on YouTube. There's a, a group called the Honest Guys on YouTube, and they do free mindfulness meditation, like guided meditations. And I will do that with my students. Um, I will literally take like five ten minutes in class and throw up a, a, a you know a, a YouTube video or even just some audio of a of a guided meditation and and relax. And breathe with my students, um, so that's something that I think is really great. Another thing, a real quick one, is um, um, activating your vagus nerve, which which is um, the way you do that. So that your active your your vagus nerve, um, you know, it has something to do with your your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and all sorts of crazy stuff that I don't understand, but I know. <laughs> I know that doing um, a breathing practice where you you breathe in for four beats, hold for two, out for six, activates this nerve and will actually calm you down and cause your muscles to relax, and it will help produce endorphins, and so you'll feel all you'll feel all nice and 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 happy. Um, so it says: breathe in for four beats, hold for two. And suspend it for two and out for six and the way that we do it in my class is we actually sit on our chair and we put our knees and our elbows together so that we can mm-hmm. so that you can feel yourself breathe into your back and we do yeah. this so you have this nice deep breathing great singer's breath type exercise but you also get that relaxation so that is a way to even just begin rehearsal um, especially if the kids come you know from from PE class or something.
1: Oh, it's huge. And I I didn't realize that technique. So that's, that's fantastic. I've done, like, I love doing yoga and, and that aspect of it. And I've shared it with my students, not the yoga necessarily, but the, but the breathing where I've had them close their eyes and breathe and do a guided uh, meditation that I've led them on and had them lay on the floor and breathe. And so they could feel it on their back, the deep breaths and that they're, they're successful. And you know, your students are coming from all the different classes that they have with different stresses, different things happening in their life, just like you are. They can use it too. And most likely the other teachers aren't giving it to them. If you can, and you're able to help uh, them get to that happy spot and that endorphin spot, that's only going to help the, the groove of your group and help them uh, bond with each other so that they're they become that family.
0: Love it. Love it. And I, I think I think this is a place, uh, you know, choir is a place where where you can be the de-stressor of the day for your kids. So, um, yeah. And if you can incorporate some breathing in there, incorporate some relaxation, uh, you will be their, their best friend. <laughs> that is for sure.
1: Exactly. And it, it could be a, a couple minutes. It doesn't have to be every day or, you know maybe once a month, maybe every other month, but I'll tell you, my students, they, they come to my room and i have they've told me this after they graduated, that they, they love coming to choir. They loved it because this was the best part of their day, because they have the community, they have that family, and that we all understand and listen and help each other out because of meditation, because of these different things.
0: Absolutely. Really, absolutely.
1: that all kind of plays into you and uh, the director aspect of it. And the fifth step, Really, which is enjoying the performance uh, of the entire, you know, of staying relaxed throughout festival season. Because if you're happy, your students are happy, and you've, you've scheduled, you've prepared, you've delegated what you can to relax yourself, de-stress, you've breathed, you let your students breathe and relax. Guess what? Now you get to uh, enjoy that performance, whatever it is. And maybe you have one every other night or every night for a couple days, you, you're set. My, my favorite quote for this, and I have it printed on my door uh, at school, right in my office. It's a Konstantin Stanislavski saying, I can't believe I said his name that fast. That's crazy. That was great. Um, <laughs> Stress. Uh, it's the rehearsal is the work. The performance is the relaxation. You've put in the work. Now go out and enjoy it.
0: Absolutely. I mean it's like wh- why are you going to work so hard and get all stressed out if you don't if you don't go out there and enjoy it, you know? And uh, you always got to remind those kids this is the first time your audience has ever heard this. I mean this is this might be, you know, on repeat, you know, in your in your in your life for the past the past, you know, couple months, but this is the first time that this audience gets to hear this performance. So, you owe it to them, your audience, you owe it to yourself to go out there w- with with all your mental RAM, totally free, and go out there and have a great time um, because you've earned it.
1: Exactly. And the audience is going to know and see it in your faces if you're stressed, if you're worried about it, um, and if you're not enjoying it. They're going to see that and hear it in your voice and the, and the way you look. Just go out and enjoy it. You put in the time, put in the effort, relax, have fun with it. And that's why I tell my students. Yes, we got to pay attention. Yes, we got to focus on things. But really, you can relax and and have fun. Right? And They're gonna,
0: gonna, gonna follow fun. your lead. Your students are gonna follow your lead. So if you're that panic looking, that panicked looking director that you know that comes in, um, you know, forty five minutes before before the, the the concert begins, and your kids are all standing there, and a kid comes up to you, and you go. You know, get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) um, You're not going to be setting up your choir for that type of 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 enjoyment. So it goes back to prep, right? What can you do to prep for concert night so that you can enjoy the performance? And it might have to be. It might be schedule it, Mm -hmm. delegate, and breathe before your kids even show up on on the night of the concert, right? So uh, I, I think there's no better way to put a, a nice little bow on this episode than, than enjoy the performance. So let's recap real quick. Um, Spencer, go ahead and why don't you, why don't you recap those five so we can, we can put that nice little bow on it with enjoy the performance.
1: I love it. So if you want to stay sane and comfortable over the festival season that you're getting into, first schedule it. Lay it all out in front of you so you're set to rock and roll. You can get that mental map. Second, prep it. Do the work beforehand before your students get there so you can uh, maximize your time with them as much as possible. Third, you delegate. Delegate whatever you can to help yourself de-stress, give the students um, some responsibilities. I can't think of the right word for it, responsibilities for it. It'll help you. It'll help them. Fourth, breathe. Breathe. Relax. If you put in the work, you put in the effort, you can take that me time and make sure you're relaxed and comfortable. Make sure your students are relaxed and comfortable to help build that community. And fifth, and most important of all, go out and enjoy the performance. You've done everything you can. You can't change the past anymore. If you didn't prep fully for it, you know what? It's in the past. Go enjoy it and enjoy that concert, enjoy that piece, enjoy that festival. Have fun. Let your students enjoy it.
0: Well, Spencer, you have certainly helped Choir Nation to step up to the podium with purpose today on the Choir Ninja podcast. So I thank you very much for being my guest.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love it. And uh, I hope these these five tips help other directors out there.
0: All right. Now, Spencer, I want to leave the audience with a little more information about you. So where can we find out about what Spencer Jones is up to besides just joining the Choir Nation Facebook group?
1: Well, the Facebook group's a great way to do it. You can also check out my website, spencermjones.com. Um, check out the different things I'm doing there. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a pro kayak fisherman of all things. Um, and, and I also have a fitness page as well. So Jones in a Good Fit and Jones in for Sailfish, a whole bunch of different things. But you can find that all at spencermjones.com. Dot com, and you can get my email and all that good stuff.
0: Well, Choir Nation, make sure you head over to SpencerMJones.com. Uh, show him a little bit of love for spending time with you today. And uh, Choir Nation, I hope you have a great week. Spencer, I hope you have a great week as well.
1: Thank you. Same to you, Choir Nation.